4: It's the Armstrong and Getty Show, and for those not in the know, Armstrong and Getty On Demand is the podcast version of our daily radio show. So
0: even if you miss one single minute of the Armstrong and Getty broadcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand is there for you.
4: We can promise it will provide you with hours of entertainment and information, something we call information. Is that trademarked? Copyrighted? It should be. So here's a guy
0: who writes for the Financial Times. I'm not sure people fully appreciate how dire the U.S. life expectancy mortality situation has gotten he's got a long column about it and here's some of the headlines with some damning charts he says there at every point in the income distribution in the United States Americans live shorter lives than the English it's actually worse than that than the chart makes out because at most points on the income distribution Americans earn much more than the Brits if we plot the same data by actual income instead of percentile the US deficit is vast about five fewer years, even among the comfortably well-off crowd in the United States, lower than the Brits. Five this, years is a lot. This is shocking. Things the have, Brits. Things have deteriorated so much that the average American now has the same health life expectancy that's years lived in good health. I didn't know that term. Healthy life expectancy. That's oh. the number we should all be focused on because the that's what we care about the most, right?
4: Yeah, that's that's really good. That's useful. Yeah, the years
0: when you can actually do stuff.
4: I have a question already. Okay, go ahead. Will it derail the? I don't normally know. when I'm like at a, a presentation of some sort. Judy and I go to like uh, scientific uh, stuff sometimes. Timeshares. You you do a lot of the timeshare seminars. Uh, oh yeah, for the free mail. Yeah, because we're you know. Like a free meal. Uh, anyway, uh, it always drives me crazy when people, like, jump in with questions right away. Because, number one, right, the person presenting the information has thought out how they want to present the information. They're probably going to answer your question in about three minutes if you would just shut up. Secondly, the guy already freaking said there are going to be questions and answers at the end. So shut up. But I'm going to violate my own rule and say, what if I don't do opioids? If I don't do any hard drugs ever. Yeah. Exactly. How's my life expectancy? Because exactly. I'm not an average person. I'm me.
0: think that helps a lot. Right, exactly. None of us are average people. I'm certainly not. Look at me. Things have det- deteriorated so much that the average American now has the same healthy life expectancy, that's years lived in good health, as someone in Blackpool. It's a town with England's lowest life expectancy by far. So the average American has the same life expectancy of the people who live in the town in England that has the worst
4: life expectancy. Blackpoolians and their Blackpool. miserable, miserable existence,
0: which is a, a town in England synonymous with deep rooted social decline. That's the like the way we talk about Appalachia or whatever. Um, uh, that's the way they talk about Blackpool. Our average mm. is like that in England. And this writer for the Financial Times writes, I think that bears repeating the average American has the same chance of a long and healthy life as someone born in the most deprived part of England, a place with the highest rates of relationship breakdown and some of the highest rates of antidepressant prescribing. So what is happening when people hear about life expectancy, they often think about older people, broad based health problems. But the U.S. problem is quite specific and quite different. It's young people dying from external causes. Here's the most damning stat of all, he says.
4: I should should have held my question. I apologize, folks.
0: One in 25 American five-year-olds today will not make it to their 40th birthday. One out of 25 five-year-olds will not live to be
4: 40. Every class in every school has at least one. That's what he says.
0: On average, across the United States, one set of parents from every kindergarten class will lose their child. Beyond the age of 70, U.S. mortality survival rates are very similar to other rich countries, but between teenage years and early middle age, there's a vast gulf. This has an outsized impact on the life expectancy because deaths at early ages erase far more life than even large numbers of older folks dying slightly early, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, for the average there. More years of American lives were being erased by drugs, guns and road deaths in 2021 alone than from COVID during the whole pandemic. Worth keeping in mind. The result Mm -hmm. is that the U.S. is the only developed country where even if you strip out all the COVID deaths, life expectancy still dropped by a year since 2019. Uh, We have a steady climb in deaths of despair and other violent external deaths plus the heavy toll exacted by very high, high rates of Diet-related diseases, cardiovascular disease and everything else that goes with, you know, being overweight and eating bad. Uh, Why is the U.S. so badly afflicted? One strong possibility is because the U.S. is the ultimate individual responsibility country. This guy writes, every person for themselves, weaker social safety nets. I don't know. So far, more people slip through the cracks and find themselves in situations that make obesity, violence and drugs more likely. So I don't know if this you know, is just this guy's point of view or whatever, that a stronger social safety net would in, would help. It doesn't seem to be helping in various areas. Okay, you, you couldn't have a stronger s- social safety net. I was looking at the, the, the chart across the United States of life expectancy. It varies by, like, a decade and a half, depending on where you are in the United States. It's really shocking. Mm. Uh, but it looks like a lot of poor areas, a lot of... A lot of uh, Indian reservation sorts of areas, you couldn't have a stronger social safety net than Indian
4: reservations. Right. Right. And, and people are despairing. You know, my son was in town for an extended visit. We had an absolutely lovely time. Speaking of life expectancy, we average 16,000 steps a day. If you have one of those wow, you know, good Apple for you. fitness or Fitbit or whatever, we just walked and walked and walked. Sometimes in cities, sometimes in nature preserves. Fabulous. Anyway, uh, we, uh, we, my son and I uh, had a discussion as he is an Oregon hippie about um, all the drug overdose deaths and the junkie camps and the rest of it, and um, whether that's just the trade-off of a a society that says, hey, make your own choices, do your own thing. And then I morphed into my usual uh, uh, gentle yet persuasive screed about, can we have privatized decision-making and socialized paying for it? At what point does your drug addiction, which I'm paying for the repercussions of, give me the right to say you can't do drugs?
0: Right.
4: He found that an intriguing and uh, thought-provoking question. I think it's one we all need to ask.
0: Right. So, obviously, we know that that's a big deal. Um, Road deaths are actually way down, so I don't think that's worth discussing. Diet is a big deal. We eat a lot of crap. Mm I was at the mall yesterday, walking through the food court. My son and I were looking for a giant pretzel. He'd never had a giant pretzel. Really? Well, he has been gluten-free for a very long time, and we're kind of easing off of that. So he's never had a giant pretzel, so we were searching out a giant pretzel. Found a damn good one. He said it was the best thing he's ever had in his Mm -hmm. life. The best thing he's ever had the giant pretzel. fanny annes he actually said uh no it was the world
4: leader in giant pretzels we,
0: we stood in line at the fanny annes got up there and they had one pretzel left and he wanted me to have one them, them too. so we went to work Würzers, Wurz- worl worthers do you know how to say Man, it, like, this a- is like a- the
4: day you went and they I ran think the out, first, out of your right a, first root time. beer at a and w
0: yeah yeah oh yeah i go to coffee shops they're out of coffee all the time a&W root beer, out of, uh, root beer, and I went to a KFC one time, and they were out of chicken. So I went to the pretzel place, and they were out of pretzels. But I anyway. think they're just effing with you.
4: <laughs> I think somebody put out an edict to the fast food workers of America. Hey, if this guy shows up, whatever it is you sell that you got a million of, tell them you're out of them. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to put it on the Internet someday. <laughs> just a string of videos of you showing up to eh, the donut shop. I'm sorry, no donuts today.
0: What? <laughs> my son actually said last night when we were going to bed, and he was talking about his spring break, and that was the best spring break he's ever had. almost killed me, but I'm glad he had a good time. Um, uh, he said, you know, of all the things we did, the zoo and the NBA game and uh, going out to nice restaurants and Universal and all the different things we did, that giant pretzel was my favorite part of the week. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, Kids,
0: Oh, that's oh great. geez, thousands spent hours of travel. All I had to do was get him a giant pretzel.
4: Why didn't I think of that? Then you went to the wing stop, and they said, sorry, we don't have any.
0: <laughs> a- anyway, the, 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 I've got far off my point. I was at the food court there at the mall, and there's lots of stuff you could eat that was kind of healthy-ish. I mean, it's still a food court at the mall, but there is, like, some Asian places with salads and stuff like that. McDonald's had the longest line. Mm. That and Panda Express. Some people like.
4: Sodium bombs. I don't know. So
0: from a life expectancy standpoint, our diet, I don't know. It's crap. It's crap. It's
4: crap. Delicious and practically free. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think if you got rid of the rampant drug abuse, getting back to the comparison with England, for instance, or Blackpool or what have you, I got to believe that would do the trick. I mean, certainly better diet, more exercise, the rest of that stuff. Um, But we just we got people dying by the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. From drug abuse. Yeah. And it was an interesting conversation getting back to my chat with my son because I've always been of a pretty libertarian point of view. Um, But part of that point of view includes I make my decisions, then I'm responsible for those decisions and their outcomes. And there are a lot of people who want the first half and have zero interest in the second half.
0: If people want to kill themselves with drugs, what role does the rest of society have to stop that from happening? It's a good one.
4: Right, right. Or eating yourself to death, or drinking but, yourself to death, or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not coming at this from a high-handed way. If I told you how much I had to drink over the weekend, you, it, it would shock a merchant marine. Um, <laughs> but well, I don't expect anybody to take care of the repercussions but me.
0: Well, we're significantly richer than England, which they used as a comparison, and our average is lower than their worst town for life expectancy. But you're going to try to tell me that if we had a bigger social safety net where you could screw up more that fewer people would be dying of drug overdoses? I just find that hard to believe.
4: Right, right. Yeah, I agree completely. If you have any
0: thoughts, you can text us text us anytime 415-295-KFTC. <laughs>
3: Armstrong and Getty.
5: This is the day that we say,
3: you're <laughs> about to open a pit of hell. The Bobcat take
5: Award. Bob? Huh? A Bobcat. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Hang on,
0: guys. Obviously, this does not appear to be a nominal situation.
2: Real frickin' God. Okay. Come on. That was quite
3: entertaining. That was really cool. It, it, it makes no sense. This country is going to be in big trouble. I'm going to
1: call my lawyer gun. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: I think you make the sunlight to the dentist for the first time in four years today. I knew I had to get my wisdom teeth out. What I didn't know was that I had five cavities. I'm close to a stage of oral cancer and that my gums are diseased. Teeth are as biologically white as possible. The only reason why they might not be whiter than they are now is because I vape. My teeth are chipping because I vape. i told I have to quit nicotine within the year or else my teeth are going to start falling out.
0: So vaping is bad for your teeth? I didn't know that.
4: Apparently. Okay. She sounded awfully young to have her, her teeth and gums all rotten.
0: Right. So, AI is going to take over the world and uh, ruin humanity. Um, an extinction-level event. Who said that recently? We talked mm. about that. Somebody did. Yeah, Somebody important, yeah. Anyway, robots are learning by watching how-to videos that could soon do all your chores. This is something new. So for years it has been a challenge the idea of trying to program robots that could do dishes, fold laundry, you know, really do a good job of vacuuming your house that sort of thing. Just really really hard to program for all kinds of I think obvious reasons if you think about it for a second. It's just there's a lot of complex decisions to make with 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 with, with taking laundry out of the dryer and folding it and putting it away or all kinds of different things. But what AI has allowed to happen is they have the robot watch how to videos just like we might watch how to wow. videos. they learn from the videos and then they can do the tasks as opposed to you try to program it to do the task. I'm not gonna lie. That's a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah yeah, it is, but you can see how that's a completely different thing, sure than programming it to go. 10 feet, then turn left, then come back or, you know, thinking about vacuuming or whatever, as opposed to it watches and picks up all the nuances of it in ways that you might not even completely understand. And um, the
4: difference between watching something and reading a description of
0: it, well, it actually would be the human way. It's the way your kids learn to vacuum by watching you vacuum or
4: I swear it it reminds me of our relationship with China. There's going to be a brief period where we think, hey, these AI robots are our friends. And then their true intentions will become clear and will be chained to the walls of warehouses where they harvest our vital fluids. They teach the robot
0: how to interact with an object. The team applied the concept of affordances, which I started to read about and lost my way on what affordances (laughs) means in terms (laughs) of programming and that sort of thing. I guess it would mean you need to afford for all these different contingencies that happen. And there are thousands of them when you just are, you know, got a load of laundry. That still feels wet. I'm going to put that back in. Mm. Uh, oh, I think that shrank.
4: I guess he can't wear that anymore. I mean, there's so many decisions that are made. Well, what's the difference between folding a bath towel, a, a hand towel, and a washcloth? How do you program all of that in? Recognize the size of the towel, then do it in thirds yeah. and a half. Blah, blah blah blah. I'm
0: sure. I'm still skeptical of when they'll be able to get to a simple task like folding laundry. Or or how, how about this? Uh, you're, you're going through the laundry, I did this last night. Oh, that's right, he's got a, a school thing Thursday, he'll want to wear this shirt. I mean, how do you possible, how does a robot ever have all that
4: knowledge? But, well, and I'm telling you, that is going to be a momentary way station on the road to pulling our arms out of the socket and beating us with the bloody stumps.
0: Oh, yeah, it might fold the laundry or fold your dog by accident. <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do?
4: Yeah, they're going to be our servants for about a cup of coffee. Then the roles are going to change. I'm telling you.
0: It's really interesting, though, that they're learning by watching other humans, either in person or on YouTube videos. And that's completely different than programming. OK, so I get that. Then you got to leap to the next part of. OK, so assuming that within a couple of years, this technology will work and be affordable. So. So now I'm not doing laundry or dishes or vacuuming so I can not go to my job that I no longer have because of A.I. What are we going to be doing with ourselves so I don't need to do laundry, dishes or vacuum and I don't
4: have a job? What exactly will human beings be doing all the time? Perhaps now is the right time to get yourself a paperback copy of Brave New World by Aldous Huxley in which humans are drugged and kept obedient through pleasure. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna be on fentanyl watching Netflix shows. What else am I gonna do with my
4: life? Can I do Scotch instead of fentanyl? Well, sure. Locked in are these guidelines. (laughs) (laughs) No job and no
0: tasks to perform.
2: Okay. I'm strong and get it.
3: (laughs) that's not inspiring it's not fair
0: it seems irresponsible it's
3: cold you
0: know it's not a victory it's a it's a surrender it's
2: it's it's so childish it's so juvenile yeah, upper yeah up.
1: this is great we- this is the armstrong and getty show
5: The Armstrong and Getty Show. They take the papers.
3: They have thousands and thousands. Obama had it. Nixon had it. Carter had it. The Bushes had it. These are super sensitive national security documents. I'm sure sure you'll see real super sensitive that Biden has. Because Biden has far more than anybody's ever kept.
0: I thought that was the best interview that I've seen with Trump in a very, very long time. Brett Baer was great on Fox, and Trump was on his game, so I thought it was uh, pretty interesting all the way around. And also, we'll get to a clip where, according to Jonathan Turley and other legal people, it, uh, first of all, it has already been announced that things Trump says doing interviews are admissible in court, and it looks like Trump threw out a slightly different defense Last night, that will be uh, a big deal for the actual case, and he either did it just off the top of his head, or it's a strategy he came up with his lawyers. Who knows?
4: Wow, that's an intriguing question. Yeah, Brett Baer is an absolutely terrific interviewer. He's uh, always prepared. He's he's, uh, he's unintimidated by anybody, and um, he knows just how far to push, I think. How far to keep asking a question until it becomes clear the person's evading? Then he thinks, all right, that's clear enough, and he moves on. Yeah, which is really good at that.
0: So here's a question: lots of people have been asking, why did you have this very sensitive
3: national security defense documents, like the war plans for a strike on Iran? So, like every other president, I take things out, and in my case, I took it out pretty much in a hurry. But people packed it up, and we we left. And I had clothing in there. I had all sorts of personal items in there, much, much stuff. And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's you know a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him, and he has great hatred. And that's okay, because some people do, and some people love me very much. He didn't resign. I I asked him, give me a letter immediately, because he didn't have the courage to go after so many different things, and you and I have discussed it before. But he was a coward.
0: They actually went through a whole bunch of the... um people that have turned against him, and who would he hire for his next administration. That was kind of an interesting conversation. Oh, yeah. I can't wait
4: to watch the whole thing. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. But
4: here we go. So why'd you keep the Iran document? Because Bill Barr's a coward?
0: Well, he doesn't doesn't know that he had the Iran document, which is part of the new Uh. legal defense that he gets into here.
3: You say on that this on true. tape. It says just the opposite. That you can't and, and declassify it, you, so why have it? When what I said is. when I said that I couldn't declassify it now, that's because I wasn't president. I, I never made any bones about that. When I'm not president, I can't declassify my And Brad. That's what you said. You didn't I said declassify that. it. I, I said no, no. I said I couldn't declassify it. You could de- have but that wasn't a document. Brent. There was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. I'm just saying what the indictment says. Well, The recording and and the people in the room who testified. These people are very dishonest people. They're thugs. They're thugs. If you look at what they've done to other people, what they've done and overturned in the U.S. Supreme Court. These are thugs. So that now
0: fairly famous section of the indictment that we read on the air last week where he's talking to a couple of authors who are going to write a book, and it sounded like he was talking about a classified document that he held up about, you know, Iran attack plans, and look, this is secret. And uh, but it was Millie's idea, not mine. He was on a different topic. He's now suggesting those were newspaper articles, magazine articles. He has no document. He said, there. I don't think there's any document in there about Iran anywhere. So at some point.
4: Wow. I, I will give him credit for being impossible to pin down. Oh, he's
0: really good at that.
4: Actually, he he the, leads the discussion in so many weird places. You're like, I don't even know what
0: you're talking about. How can I follow <laughs> up? He's good at that. But so that was seen as a shift in the defense from um, I have the ability to declassify or, you know, all that different sort of stuff to it. I didn't even have it. That's not what I was talking about. I was talking about a newspaper article. So whether that comes up actually in the courtroom or not, or they have to bring in the authors to say, what did he hold up? Did he hold up? Did it look like it was a government document? Was he holding up a magazine article?
4: Yeah. Wow. Wow. And they're hurrying the trial up. or uh, The judge is certainly trying. If you weren't listening earlier, the whole, uh, oh, yeah, he and his attorneys, are going to drag this out as long as they can. That's what he always does, at least till after the election, blah, blah, blah. It's not the way it's shaping up so far.
0: Right. And now whether or not it can happen before the election, still an open question.
4: Now, you make the call. Any more on the documents or you want to go on to some of the policies? Whatever stuff? you want. I you picked know, that, my that favorites. Felt, felt like that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, let's let's go with uh, 36. Would you go to war to defend Taiwan? I don't want to say that
3: because that hurts me in negotiations with regard to President Xi. Now, he knows what I do. And by the way, for four years, they didn't invade Taiwan. And they never even talked about it. You'll find very few discussions about it. And for four years, Russia never even thought about it. Because Putin and I had a very good relationship, business relationship, But I got along with him and he got along with me, despite the phony Russia witch hunt, which made it much more difficult. Having that phony Adam Schiff, Hillary Clinton witch hunt for two and a half years going on made it much more difficult. Despite that, he knew he could not go into Ukraine. I told him very strongly, you can't do it. And if you do it, it's going to be a problem. And he never did. A perfectly
0: reasonable question for Brett Baer or anybody else to ask. If you were president and China attacked Taiwan, would we defend them? But also a perfectly reasonable question to not answer, because that's you just. I, that, I heard Henry Kissinger talking about this one time, about how the media makes any sort of negotiations or diplomacy sort so difficult. And he used the example of love interests. If somebody could run to her over there and say, if he asks you out, what are you going to say? And then you run back to him. She says, if you ask her out, you would say, I mean, because you can't. That's not the way things work.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as weird and ridiculous and evasive as I found his questions on the document stuff, I thought that was a perfectly reasonable answer. I'm not going to tell you. Um, let's see. Oh, little North Korea talk, 37.
3: When I took office, everyone assumed we were going to war with North Korea, including President Obama. He said, the single biggest problem we have in the world today is North Korea. I said, have you called him? And I got sort of a mixed answer. The answer is he did call, but... Kim Jong-un wouldn't see them, okay? Tough guy, smart guy, tough guy. I got along with him and there was no threat. I did an amazing job, that would have been a war. If, if Obama would have stayed or if Hillary Clinton would have been in, a little bit longer, if they would have extended his term miraculously, but if Hillary Clinton would have, got, you would have had a nuclear war with North Korea. And by the way, You've, you're possibly very close right now. This is the most dangerous time in the history of our country. You're possibly very close to having a nuclear war with Russia.
4: A unique man.
3: I'm not. I don't know how much any of
0: those kind of things are going to play a role in uh, in the election. I don't know.
4: I don't know. Our politics are so weird right now.
0: And they're so personality driven. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure how much of it hinges on policy declarations or hinting one way or another
4: well if like nuclear holocaust man or not nuclear holocaust is not an important enough issue to distract from like tribalism and personalities uh, i want to get into sports talk and hope the mushroom cloud is over there <laughs> and not over here <laughs> man these are weird times yeah, they are getting weird it. and they're getting weird fast you're absolutely right elon you know, the New York Times has a piece out today about the gigantic deal uh, Trump and the Trump Corporation are doing with uh, Oman with Saudi funding to build a huge resort golf course city thing. It's billions and billions of dollars. Um and and how weird and uh conflict of interesty that would be if Trump became president again. Um and that it would be. I mean, number one, the lefty media would melt down and wet their pants, which would be amusing to watch once again. Um, but we don't we've never had a president who had billions of dollars of business with foreign governments. Before. Right. How do you sort that out? Well, he'll recuse himself and have uh, Don Jr. Eric and I don't is Ivanka involved in the family business still? I don't remember. Um. I know she's out of politics, but anyway, uh he'll seal himself off and just let Don Jr. run it. I just, it's unprecedented. It, it's, it wouldn't be easy to sort out.
0: Have you been following the latest example of the evils of climate change? Because one of them their guards at Buckingham Palace that wears the big black furry hat. It seems like they should have a summer hat. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want to wear that giant Marge Simpson's hair-like black furry hat on my head when it's 100 degrees outside in the uniform and everything wow. like that. But one of those guys that marches around. Go
4: with a white hat or a, a sailor cap. That's a, a jaunty look. He fell over
0: in the heat, collapsed on the ground. A bunch of people come running over. and, and it's We're uh, supposed to be blaming pl-
4: climate change for that? Right.
0: And not the oh, fact that maybe up. he got all lit up last night was dehydrated. I mean, it could be a lot of different things could make you pass out or you eat some bad clams or who
4: knows what. Well, that's been happening on and off since I was a little kid. Oh, yeah? Those I guys know. passing out in the summer heat. Really? Yeah.
0: This guy yeah, just Mrah. Luckily, he didn't right. hit his head because he's wearing that giant furry thing.
4: Right. Right. It's a questionable look. Do we, the, after work, do they wear that out to the pubs?
0: Maybe chicks dig it. I don't know. Hmm. That reminds me, uh, before we take a break, so we're watching The Simpsons the other day, and there's an old, my kids just love The Simpsons, which I like, because they're constantly quoting it, and I can quote it to them and everything like that. But there's a, uh, there's an episode where um, Homer goes to camp as a kid. It's a, like a looking back in time, and he goes to camp as a kid. And, of course, all the characters from the current time are back at the camp. And, <laughs> right. uh, and Moe's there as a kid also. Anyway, Homer accidentally does something, I don't remember what it is, but he jabs himself in the eye right before he's going to meet Marge at the girls' camp, and uh, jabs himself in the eye and has to wear an eye patch, and he's worried that she won't like him. <laughs> and Mo said, that's okay. Uh, girls actually like that sort of thing. Scars. Patches. Stumps. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, what? what? My kids laughed so hard. They watched that like ten
4: times in a row. Girls like scars, patches, stumps. Mo, not even as a child. And, and socially not well fitted. No, and I, I, find, mean, and I find it yeah.
0: amusing that this 30 year old show is so amusing to my young, you know, everything's got to be cool and hip kids. They just, they love The Simpsons. And yeah. apparently all their friends do too, cause they talk about it and everything like that. It's Timeless. like, it's like what Gilligan's Island was for me, I guess. You know, old reruns of a show that had, you know, been on yeah, years I'm, before for adults,
4: but the kids just, yeah, although Gilligan's Island was, like, late 60s, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
4: then I, I watched mean, it
0: years later in reruns, um, and that's what they're doing with The Simpsons. And then that's that's their go-to show when they come home from school or whatever is to watch an episode of The Simpsons.
4: Yeah, but what I'm saying is The Simpsons was birthed 25 years before they were even born. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's remained consistent. Well, not every single episode is great, but consistently really good. Yeah. <laughs>
3: jack armstrong and joe getty (laughs) the armstrong and getty show I know this, but
0: after we finish our radio show every day, the Armstrong and Getty Show, we keep on going.
4: We do a podcast that you never hear on the air. It might be more in-depth analysis of the day's events, uh, our allegedly keen observations of the world around us, or even more of the ridiculous and absurd stories that you crave every weekday.
0: Yeah, we call it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. It's a podcast that you should subscribe to right now.
4: You can find it on the iHeart app or wherever you download podcasts.
0: Okay, here's, here's my New York Post headline of the day. Like, who clicks on oh. this?
4: I always love this.
0: Well, this is a different kind. This is like celebrity okay. version, but I just who clicks mm-hmm. on this? Olivia Dunn, is that the
4: super cute gymnast from that's LSU? The yeah, gymnast that's the gymnast right. girl.
0: Okay, yeah. this headline: Olivia Dunn models black bikini during scenic getaway. Italy has my heart. Is the quote? All right. Oh my god. So you write a couple paragraphs about how she's in Italy and likes Italy, to couch <laughs> your bikini pics of her. And make it seem like it's journalism or something. And then you, you, they get to do that. They're a for-profit business, but you, the
1: numbskull clicks on it. I <laughs> pity you. I wow. pity you. Olivia done.
4: <laughs> if you,
0: yeah, well, that's better. If you want to see Olivia done in a bikini or any hot chick in a bikini, they're available all over the place. Don't click on news stories.
4: <laughs> that
0: are no, weak it's, it's, attempts
4: to get that picture to you. It's guys who, for whatever reason, are unwilling to go where the, the, the cheesecake to filth is housed, but they can get away with going to the New York Post. Can that's sad. Well, and the New York Post is so interesting sociologically. They do such fabulous reporting bravely on things the mainstream media ignores. But they run horror porn all the time and cheesecake and and the rest of the more, you know, kind of low browish appeals.
0: Yeah, I would say. And that's why it's a little hard to get, I think, a part of the country to take them seriously.
4: On the other hand, Jack, as you know, when my father was serving the United States of America in the military, I was born in Italy. So I'd kind of like to take a look at this article. <laughs> oh, Turns out she, she loves Italy. I wonder why. Italy has my heart
0: in her right. black bikini.
4: Whatever.
0: Yeah. Good Lord. Have some respect for yourself. I'm trying to find the article.
4: <laughs> ah, they buried it.
0: I don't feel like I can switch gears to what I was going to switch to. I've ruined everything. Transition um, music. We got, uh, we got this text. Talk about people who stop way behind the car in front at a light.
4: <laughs> how long are we supposed to talk about it i don't like it either i i disagree with it it often it backs up traffic which blocks a turn lane so it's very rude and selfish you're right and according to the law uh you can tap their bumper up to three times to urge them to pull forward so start doing that today
0: speaking of weak acts we were talking about anthony blinken and his his, his weak act and uh people who click on those stories it's a weak act uh, the whole I'm an extra safe driver thing that I've uh, made the argument over the years, you're actually the most dangerous person on the road. You think you're being safe by getting on the interstate at 45 miles per hour. You're mm. by far the most dangerous person out there. Most likely you're more way more likely to end up killed in a car wreck than people who get on at speed. How, right? how do you not know that? But I, I imagine that's the same person that no matter what happens at a four-way stop, you're going to wait till everyone else goes because you just don't want to be rash or accused of going in the wrong order or what. You're just no matter
4: what, you're not going. To paraphrase Steinfeld, uh, Seinfeld, I would, I would like to see those people studied at the university level. You're right, because that is that same person. I want to know what's going on in their heads. Is it just fearfulness or? It's got to be, it's got to suck to live your life that way.
0: It, and, and does it, yeah, does it transfer into every other area of your life? Do you eat like all your food just kind of tepid temperature because you want to
4: get it too hot?
0: I mean, are there other things that you do? I just,
4: yeah, I wonder. You know, I've got this weird, weird pet peeve. And that's golf courses, generally speaking, or golf communities. You have the street where the cars go down. Then you got a cart path where the golf carts cross it. And always, 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 the golf carts have stop signs. You got to stop and check traffic before you roll across the street. And 99% of the time, the cross traffic does not have a stop sign. The golf carts are supposed to yield to traffic. But, like, 85% of the time, the cars stop if they see a golf cart there. Right. So I'm looking at them. They're looking at me. Are you going to go? Am I going to go? Follow the signs, and everybody knows what's going to (laughs) happen. Try not to plow into some geek who's enjoying around on Father's Day, but just look at the signs. Follow the signs and pull up to the car in front of you at a stoplight. People think, you know what, some major publication, Reader's Digest or the NAACP or, or the NCAA or somebody published a number of years ago, you should stay back a car length or two in case you get rear-ended. That way you won't hit the car in front of you. you so know, I think that's what people are thinking. You know, I
0: think the greatest feature on the Tesla that they should put on every car is that it goes bong when the light turns green. So I can stare at my phone. It does? So I can stare at my phone, and when the light turns green, it goes boom and then I can look up and drive. And no I I'm didn't not going to get caught. that that might be the best feature of all the things, you know. And yeah, talk about pollution or electric, whatever. Self-driving. How did out. I not
4: know that? It should be in commercials and stuff. <laughs> that might be its best-selling part. Best-selling point. I saw a quip on Twitter a number of years ago. Somebody uh, said, "Let's all admit this is necessary: push notifications to our phone when the when the light turns green." We get a notice. Hey, light just turned green.
0: Yeah, that's okay. the, yeah. So all cars should do that in the future. I guess you'd have to have all the sensors that can tell them.
4: You teenagers with your face buried in your phone.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring.
5: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
1: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No
2: purchase necessary, only prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hey
0: guys, back at the playground again, huh?
5: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah!